0: PICTURES TAKEN INSTANTANEOUSLY! I'm a photographic genius if I do say so myself! Okay, get ready for an instant memory!
1: Look at the camera! Ready? Say... FUZZY PICKLES! FUZZY PICKLES! Started start it again? Jackson, all right, recording. I'm recording now. Okay. No, it's fine. Hello, and welcome to Abnormal Mapping. I'm your host, Matthew Mark. With me is co-host, Jackson Tyler. Hello. Hi. And co-host, Destiny Stradivant.
2: Hey there.
1: And we are here at episode 39. I have nothing for this. I was trying to think of a clever 39 Steps reference, but nobody's that's, seen that movie.
0: That's the only place I go. Yep.
1: That's kind of all I had. I don't think I've I've seen the movie, but I have read the book <laughs> That's because you're British, it's part of your
2: heritage yep. Yeah,
0: that's true, that is true
1: yep.
2: Every child gets a copy when they're born or I didn't it
1: know kids. it was a book until I watched the movie And I was like, reading up on the thing, because that's what I do after I see movies
0: Yep, same Is the book good? <laughs> I, I don't know I, I enjoyed it, I was like 12
1: Okay, the movie's pretty good Yeah Unsurprisingly
0: Shocks Yep.
1: Uh, This is our Christmas episode Uh, We're actually going to record this on or around Christmas But then I got horribly sick and couldn't record As the Vania Manias, if you watch them, would attest Uh, It was a mess, Jackson had to fill in, it was a disaster But we're here, we're alive, the holidays are behind us The video games have happened The 2015 is almost done in regards to video games
0: Yes how- and most things Yeah, I guess <laughs> In and regards to else. 2015, it's almost <laughs> yeah, done yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, how did everybody's Christmases go? Mine was fucking miserable
0: Mine was a big pile of shit as well So Mine- What about you, Destiny? Destiny had cookies a- I had cookies, I had
2: children around It was nice I, I-, I was sad because Matt was sick So all of our plans got cancelled But I mean, like as far as like general family Christmas stuff goes It was actually pretty awesome I got good. three purses and a pair of boots and... But no
0: money to put in them.
2: No no money,
0: but no,
2: no. Yeah, that was okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't yes. ask for money.
0: Oh, I didn't mean from Christmas. I just meant in general. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <sighs>
1: no yawning on the podcast. Sorry. I went
0: we've had a family journey family trip uh it was very sad and awkward and then i came home and was free of it and that was good uh, christmas is a hard time for me i guess now it didn't used to be but it is now turns out uh but this isn't the real talk podcast that's another one that we need to record soon
1: well uh at least you didn't barf so hard you got actual cramps in your muscles
0: ow <laughs> ow
1: yes
2: that's fucking atrocious. Well, Strap Cramps from eating too many cookies.
1: That's a way better way to get cramps than, like, your actually muscles lock up kind of Charlie horse cramps.
2: And then I'm probably going to get cramps on my birthday because I'll, uh, I'll probably get my period. Well,
1: look, not all of us are that special to have birthday and Christmas right next to each other. And periods. So with 2015 coming to a close... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we're gonna. You, damn it, I haven't hosted one of these in like two months, and I feel like I've lost all knack for it. Uh, I was gonna segue Tunnel right up. into segment have two, but we host. need to have a segment so we can put some music in. he would be like, you just don't need music, but this is the Earthbound episode. We need me. We need music breaks because we need to put in as much music as possible. We're talking about one of the games that has one of the best soundtracks ever. So it's true. Yeah. So I can't believe that the
0: Earthbound uh, soundtrack finally came to Spotify this week. Did it
1: really? It's a joke about the Beatles. God damn it, Jackson! No. You got me excited. No. I, I didn't to catch <laughs> that. <That's laughs> real, real ridiculous,
0: Jackson. Yep. No, th- look, I, I looked the for content. the
1: Earthbound spo- soundtrack on Spotify <laughs> and then ended up listening to it on YouTube many, many times over the last couple of weeks. It's I listened really to good. the nice
2: piano covers album that was on Spotify. <laughs> It wasn't bad, a little sparse But, you know
0: It is what it is It it's filled good. The, the, the void. Yeah, filled the mm-hmm. void
1: Well, great I guess you, that's the end of segment content? one Do you want more content? No, we're just gonna move to segment two
0: We are? Oh, okay
1: Yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas Merry Christmas <laughs> Jackson,
1: what's the saddest version of Auld Lang Syne?
0: Uh I don't know. What's the
1: dumbest version of all Lang Syne?
0: The Chaz and Dave Rockney version.
1: Good. I'm glad that you have an answer for one of these. <laughs> 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 So for segment two, now that it is the end of 2015, uh, as everyone pointed out to me, all things are ending as regards 2015. <laughs> what? <laughs> when I talked about Hang games, on. you made a point to critique my wording.
0: So. Yeah, I didn't say that the end is now. <laughs> That's neither. not what I meant. <laughs> Look. There, there's another year coming. Is there? Unfortunately. Is there? <laughs> i <I'm laughs> not going to be
2: a good one, folks. Yeah, well, look there here was a we tornado go. Warning in one
0: part of the country, and then it snowed in the other one. Gareth Edwards is making a Rogue One movie. Twenty sixteen could be all right.
1: So I kind of wanted to talk about. We didn't. I think it was in our December episode last year, Jackson. We talked about how we were going to actually try <laughs> to do a Game of the Year list for <laughs> abnormal <laughs> mapping in twenty fifteen, and then. Mm, Neither of us, but especially not you, (laughs) played any of the new games of 2015.
0: That's true. Look. uh, No, that's That's not true. You played a couple. Yeah. I know. You
2: played
1: Punch-Out? It's not that that Jackson (laughs) didn't play 2015 games. It's that every 2015 game he played was 70 hours long.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so he played a good two, three games. Yeah, I played Metal Gear Solid 5 and Assassin's Creed Syndicate back-to-back.
1: You're a fool.
0: (laughs) You take some responsibility in this. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I do.
2: I don't appreciate (laughs) the name-calling for him to do his job.
0: It's basically, it's the, that's the of the course on this podcast. So oh,
2: you, you did the thing you were supposed to do. You're a fool!
1: Why Why did we fail, Jackson? I mean, the actual answer is that we're both broke people with not a lot of time. Yeah. But why did we fail? More philosophically. You
0: know, but, uh, because we were doing other things. We were caring about other things. And the race of, like, chasing video games like Geist is, it's not... It ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. And the work we would have had to do to like be fully caught up on 2015 stuff and have an actual informed discussion about that uh, wasn't worth sacrificing the time to fill in gaps play interesting stuff and just play things removed from the hot topics on twitter like we both recently played the last of us and uh it was way better not being in the environment where everyone was hot taking on the last of us and it was just a thing that we enjoyed
1: last of us is a really cool game when you're playing yeah. it a year later when nobody cares <laughs> Two years later. Oh wow, you're right. No, yeah, I forgot. I was thinking of the version that we played it was last year, right?
0: Yeah, two and a, it's two, been two and a half years since Last of Us was
1: released. it's oh, great. Last
0: of Us was released before this podcast started.
1: I can't tell if that makes abnormal mapping feel incredibly old or incredibly young, but it's <laughs> one of them, maybe both. Because like, I um, feel weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last of Us is like it came out two months after. Oh my god. <laughs> Those were...
1: It feels like it was a decade ago. Oh god! Last god. of Us is like a game from last year.
0: I'm sorry, I don't know how to tell you this, but they were released two months apart.
1: Oh you no.
0: You've five years. <laughs> yeah, they were released two months apart on this very night.
1: <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth pointing out that if... It didn't exist, this podcast might not exist, to be fair. We have made a sworn oath. Never. I know, but it was my <laughs> weekend of tweets and you're g- shaking your head and going, I know, as I played b- that kind of solidified us talking about video games all the time, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, it's very true. I'm just going to bleep the name of that game.
1: Okay. <laughs> <But> everyone, <good. laughs>
0: that'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: So... Yeah, I agree with all your points as to why we didn't. We brought Destiny on board also, and Destiny's not going to chase us down the let's play all the new games rabbit hole, because you no. have things to do. I
2: have hobbies, man.
1: Destiny, I have not
0: played Destiny?
2: No. Okay. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In, unless you mean that in a way more, like, existential sense. <laughs> you got in which case, by, yes. I have played been playing Destiny, <laughs> and boy, has she been playing me. <laughs>
1: Um. so yeah we kind of abandoned that and then joked throughout the year about how we were going to do a game of the year list and then didn't do any of that at all um instead we had a year in which we played a lot of games regardless like we have a spreadsheet we could link it uh we can make that public who cares and uh there's lots of games in there because we play too many video games that's very true but uh in this time of reflection as uh Maybe some people are creating resolutions for the next year or and looking back at the year that was and throwing it all in a dumpster fire. Uh, how does everybody feel about their 2015 in video games? I kind of want to just go around the room. And uh, talk about maybe the games that stood out, the things that you uh, wish you did or regret doing in some instances. I uh, have some <laughs> suggestions for those. Was
0: that Was that pointed? Was you that a Yes, Jin. Was that pointed? Was it? Was it? Nothing. I have no regrets. I'm just saying that Everything I had I did. to look
1: for five minutes to find the last episode of Normal Mapping on the blog. Because our blog is full. <laughs>
0: it's right under we keep them under a separate author for a reason it's on yeah, the front page I know.
1: if i was if i was following most efficient practices that would make sense but this is me we're talking about so <laughs> uh, jackson i guess that's the same as volunteering why don't you go first oh,
0: great i was about to palm it off to destiny <laughs> but i guess i did kind of step into that uh it's been all right i think the first half of the year uh went a lot better than the second half for me and not just because at about june or no july everything for about three months uh fell off the metal gear cliff
1: i mean before that you had your computer blow up early in the year oh
0: right that was it everything broke (laughs) i remember now i remember what happened this year yeah a good time
1: no like considering your uh problems i feel like you had a pretty good year
0: I've, yeah, I've been fairly on top of things.
1: You checked a very big box in the backlog pile. Uh
0: yeah, I played the metal gear. I've started Zelda, but I need to get on that. Uh my goal is my goal every year has like for the last two years has been I wanna get more of the backlog done and every time I feel like I've not done enough.
1: So you played let's talk about this. You played all of the Metal Gears. Mm-hmm. Like minus acid, I guess, but and portable ops, but
0: I played all of f- two minutes of portable ops before going. You know what, I'm fine.
1: Um you played three Mario's to completion. Three Marios to completion, yep. You played a Zelda to completion. Uh huh. Arguably the hardest Zelda. No. Uh I mean you know, whatever. That or Zelda too, but you know, it's hard. It counts. It's true. That's true. And you didn't grow up with it Like there's no nostalgia Like attached to that No it's- it
0: was really weird for me Because I was like What is this Binding of Isaac game <laughs> Yep
1: yeah. uh, You played One of the most complicated Final Fantasies Yes I did Yeah. Uh, you played Final Fantasy thirteen. And Nancy I played 13. Final Fantasy VIII. I'm <laughs> <laughs> glad that we both yeah. went for it. Um, we get, we get no, no, no. That. Final Fantasy thirteen isn't complicated. It's laborious. Your relationship with Final Fantasy thirteen is complicated. Yeah, I There's was just dunking on it. That's what I was doing. Yeah. That's
0: what I was doing. Uh, and then I started Final Fantasy XIII which is excellent for the first uh, eight hours that I played it, and I can't wait to finally go back to it.
1: So I would say, like, in terms of checking off your boxes, you had a pretty good year. I feel like you should give yourself some credit.
0: Uh, I am. uh, I'm just going to... I have, like, a currently made checklist for 2016. Not of, like, things I want to do in 2016, but, like, Mm -hmm. a list of things I would like to do, maybe. So they're just options. Like, uh, I want to do... Like, on my backlog right now, I have Metroid, I have Ratchet & Clank, I have... uh, I want to actually go through the Accusa series, or... Wait, Yakuza. I don't know I don't know what the i I've pronounced it wrong so many times that I can't tell what is Yakuza. the shitty British way of pronouncing it and what is the right way of pronouncing it. Yakuza. Yakuza's right. Yes. It's okay. that long
1: emphasis on the the second syllable that is weird and wrong.
0: Okay, so. Wait, Yakuza's right or Yakuza's right?
1: Yakuza's right. Yakuza Yakuza's right. is like a weird bullshit thing. It's okay. Not
0: real. I can't tell. Um yeah, I want to go through that. I want to f- catch up with Zelda's. There's like a lot of stuff I want to check off, and that's my main 2016 goal. Uh, my also 2016 goal was to write less about video games. Holy shit!
1: You wrote like three books. I feel like in terms of quantity,
0: in terms of quantity, uh, I wrote. If I go to the spreadsheet right now, we can actually see the word count for the Metal Gear blogs.
1: I, you're just gonna make yourself sad.
0: 76,983 words is the final count.
1: And four, five podcasts? And five,
0: well, three currently.
1: Okay, but there will be five podcasts. There will be five
0: podcasts.
1: Each, like, an hour long? Uh,
0: uh Each about 90 minutes, yeah.
1: Okay. So, when it's done, you will have released <laughs> more Metal Gear content than almost everything else on the site put together.
0: Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just... You've overexerted yourself in that you still feel like you need to do more.
0: Uh, I have a need to do things that I don't know where it comes from, other than like justifying my, the time I put in. And it's a bullshit thing, because I'd rather just enjoy things and know things. Yeah, you I don't can need see to
1: see our episode about video mm-hmm. games as capitalism or whatever. Yeah. There's like six of those episodes, right? It's
0: like every episode.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Uh,
0: and... Uh, yeah, so we'll see what is coming for me in 20, 2016.
1: Uh Maybe I'll. Actually We're not ready go- to talk about twenty sixteen yet,
0: Jackson. Oh, I was transitioning to my. It was wrapping up. I was. Transi- I wanted
1: you to talk about the games that you liked the most, and maybe the games you didn't like the most.
0: Oh, okay. It'll allow me to go to the. Can
1: you tell games. me how many times you played Ninja Gaiden this year?
0: Uh, played it all the way through.
1: Yes. Hmm.
0: Um. Definitely two, maybe three.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: I don't know. It's the greatest game I've
1: made. So. All right. And we'll soon see. <laughs> we will soon see. I will not think it's the greatest game ever made.
0: No, but I didn't think that uh, Symphony of the Night was the greatest game ever
1: made. No, I know, and yet I still talk to you. <laughs>
0: <understand>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's astounding. I played... Um, let's go through the list. I know that obviously the top hitters in my list are going to be both. Uh, Yakuza 3 and Metal Gear Solid 2. Probably the best game I've played this year is Yakuza 3 because... Uh, the best game, otherwise, would be a combination of Metal Gear Two and Three. And if I had to just pick one, it'd be neither. Okay. Uh
1: because when we
0: you should listen to our Yakuza Three episode. I'm putting everything the wrong way, aren't I?
1: It look you're never gonna fix it. <laughs> okay. Go with whatever comes out of your mouth. <laughs>
0: all right. <laughs> uh yeah. You should listen to our Yakuza Three episode because we go into why. But that game like affected me in a way I didn't expect it to at all. And uh, that is the series I want to go deep into next year. Uh, I don't want to write anything about it because I want to force myself to not do that, but I really want to experience all of it. And I'm glad it's finally coming over to the uh, West with 5 and 0 eventually. Um, In terms of stuff I didn't like, I was actually fairly good about self-selecting and not playing complete
1: bullshit. How about this? Of all the games you played, and let's not dunk on like really small game makers, because that's not fair. What's the worst game you played? And it can... You can define that however you want.
0: Yeah, because that... Hmm. Like, Star Wars The Force Unleashed? I don't know.
1: That That is a good, bad game.
0: Because... Like I let's play that And then there, there's a video that had to be cut Because I spent 90 minutes on one boss Did we fight. ever
1: release those? Those videos don't exist right? No
0: they are on the YouTube ready to go up anytime
1: Yeah those are never going up
0: I might, I'm probably just going to put them up in one and say Hey these aren't like a great let's play But if you want to watch me lose my mind okay. uh, And there's like a hard cut where I edit out 90 minutes And after that I'm a broken person <laughs> <laughs> uh, You, You're free to watch me do that, but yeah, that actually might be the worst one because, like, there have been some bad games. Like, I played through Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, and that's not great. Okay, uh, I played you know 70 hours, I played over 100 hours of Metal Gear Solid 5.
1: and To be fair, when you started, it was better than it is,
0: not really. I don't know. Uh,
1: okay, you played I, a lot of the crew, I did, but is I was the crew better than Metal Gear.
0: No, but it's not no, no, God no, no, okay' I'm, I, it's hard it's actually really it's a really hard question to answer <laughs> because the crew is way less but more predatory as an evil capitalist game, I don't know, but yeah i'm I'm going with I'm going with uh uh the force unleashed,
1: okay, that's that game's uh you know, I had fun in the afternoon, I played that game a long time ago when it was new, but I bet it doesn't hold up, and also it's totally forgettable, yeah. Destiny.
2: Yeah. Why
1: don't you tell us about your 2015? In 2015, you joined the podcast, or were you already in the podcast?
2: I joined the podcast permanently.
1: Okay. I know you'd shown up, but I don't actually remember your start date. No, it was after Yakuza, obviously, which was February.
0: Yeah. Um, What was my first game? Final Fantasy VII? It was Final Fantasy VII, then it was Minecraft, then it was Atelier, and then you came in after Yakuza in March, I think. Yep. Thank you for
2: having a better memory
0: than me. I, I mean, you forgot
1: that. that Destiny was on the Quantic Dreamcast with us. Shit. Yep.
2: Was that in 2015? No, that no. was long time ago. Okay. Well, yeah. No, that's when I was the third chair who came and went with the wind. And now I'm, the I'm not going anywhere. Permanent so. cast
0: member who comes and goes mm-hmm. with the wind.
2: Stuck to the wall. You're just a
1: windy person. That's
2: your fault. <laughs> Breaking wind. <laughs> <laughs> dumb dad joke I had a very like tiny cell phone distraction game heavy year like if I really sit, sit and think about it I played a lot of Alpha Bear and Neko Atsume and that Disney Sum game a lot of phone games Um, as far as like Stuff that stuck out notably. Well, playing all that Final Fantasy seven VII and eight back to back like that was, was that was a really exciting time because it finally felt like I was I understood what all that uh, nostalgia was about, and um, yeah, it's all overrated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: This will be kidding. Destiny's last episode with Admiral Mapping. I'm
2: kidding. I actually really liked them a lot. Um, but my favorite games we played... Like, as a trio. I almost said a threesome. That's dirty.
0: We didn't do that.
2: My pl- favorite game we played is a threesome that little thing you do with your tongue. No, my favorite oh, game we played... Oh, my God. <laughs> as a trio. It has to be a tie between... Minecraft. Minecraft was last year. Oh shoot! Gosh, that <laughs> feels like it all just happened. Okay, no. It, okay, so let me revise. Uh, Castlevania was pretty great, even though I didn't finish it, and I really loved Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Holy real moly! Good. Yeah, Paper Mario was great. Um, I uh, look forward to more Mario RPGing in my future. I looked at my little spreadsheet of games that I meant to play last year and I didn't play any of them because they were all such big commitments Mm -hmm. and also just the technology situation Uh, like my Wii broke I lost custody of my PS2 I disowned my Xbox 360 fair enough and it's somewhere in a closet. I don't know. But either way, like, I...
0: So is everyone's.
1: <laughs> Mine is out for the next two months.
0: I have to bring it oh, back right, out. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, for stuff. that's my And fault.
1: then I can put it away forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true.
2: But yeah, no, I've got a lot of big plans. Because now that I know kind of what the workload is here, like, I have a realistic sense, mm-hmm. I can actually, like organize my time as such so I actually have a lot on my plate for the future but mm, looking back had a lot of fun Um, like late 2014 early 2015 playing a lot of Binding of Isaac Rebirth which we wrote about that was uh yeah. probably the game I played the most at the beginning of the year
0: oh you played that like every single night
2: yep and towards the end of the year yeah, cell phone games. It really got cell phone games. How game is
0: happy. that Alpha Bear? I, I alpha don't, bear I just don't understand. just introduced a
2: versus mode. I understand and it. it. <laughs> it's pretty great. Like, you mm-hmm. can compete with other people, and there's new competitive bears. There's a boxing bear and a bear that looks like Kanye West and mm-hmm. a bear that looks like Bjork wearing the swan dress, and I can compete with my sister now to be the best at bears. And they've actually upped the ante. Like for the past week, they've had a Christmas themed event where you can level up a special Santa Claus bear. Nice. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of
0: fun. Nice.
1: Okay. What's Max? the worst game you played oh. in 2015,
0: Destiny? The for- worst game. <laughs> forgot about the negativity.
1: Look, it's Look. the butt end of the middle of winter. Might as well get negative a little bit. So, <laughs> well, when
2: I joined the podcast, one of the first games we had to play was that Tony Hawk game that was impossible.
0: Yes. Personally assaulted.
2: I don't even remember what game that was. It's what Tony was Hawk's Project 8. Tiny that marks. was the worst game because it, the tutorial was bullshit.
0: <laughs> that. Nobody disagree. Actual,
2: yeah, the actual gameplay was a mess. Like you remember, you go back and listen, people. Uh, so that would probably that was my grumpiest game time. But well, other than that, like it's it's all worth it to have gotten a chance to play uh, the soon to be talked about Earthbound and uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night.
1: Um. So I guess for me, this is kind of the year where I feel like. I've come to terms with how I want my relationship with video games to go. Nice. In that I've unfollowed a bunch of games people on Twitter, and now I just play video games and enjoy them, and it feels really good. Um, like when I think of all the games that I played this year, it's a lot, and it's not like I kind of feel bad because I didn't play as many small games as I did last year, and definitely not as many as you, Jackson. But, mm-hmm. uh, like I think even with the six months you were without a computer or whatever you played more small games than i did mm-hmm. but the amount of games that amount the dozens of hours that i played because i played all the rpgs with everybody but then i also dumped 70 hours into monster hunter i'm probably like 40 hours into bloodborne uh it just it just goes forever i i played 50 hours of uh uh etrian odyssey that was a good time I've played hundreds of hours of Animal Crossing, always and forever. Uh, how many hours am I into Skyrim? Probably like fifty. So it's been a it's been a problem. What I'm saying is I have a problem. But you, you
0: just said Skyrim,
1: not Skyrim. You uh <laughs> New Vegas. Sorry. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I just defaulted to last good Bethesda RPG, <laughs> and it's not you know because New Vegas is not Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Uh, I have a problem is what I was going to say, but I kind of okay with it. Like part you of just it want is, to play
0: all the RPGs.
1: Yeah. Part of it is that it's seasonal. So like right now and kind of every Christmas, I just get in the mood to like plow through a bunch of games. So I'm just knocking them out left and right, uh, as December hit and it feels really good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm sure that'll go away. Like March is going to hit and I'm going to be like, Oh, why do we ever have to play video games again? Uh, yeah. Because that's just usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case, but uh, that's kind of been it for me. Like I don't write about games anymore. I do the let's plays because I enjoy them, but I don't. I'm trying not to care about the conversation. I feel like I do all right with that. Uh, I don't know. Like part of it is just being tired of having followed that conversation for like over a decade at this point. It it's all the same thing, and it's it's so exhausting. Uh, and games are good, so I don't know why I would spend my time being so miserable about them.
0: I mean, the games culture, if you're going to engage with it in that way, it'll, it'll exhaust you. Everyone seems tired.
1: Yep. Instead, I'm like, I'm just going to play all the Telltale games in December, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Don't play Walking Dead Season 2. That's what I'm going to say to everybody here. I'm probably gonna. I guess, you know what? Let's just talk about it. So... (laughs) I've played worse games in 2015, but nothing so squanders the infinite potential that it contained as thoroughly as Walking Dead Season 2. Which is awful in juxtaposition to The Walking Dead being one of the best games. Just one of the best. Uh, I don't think there's any argument here, right?
0: Nope, it is one of the great games. Mm-hmm.
1: And so playing... I, like, I can't even talk about it because so much of it is wrapped in spoilers and stuff, and I'm the only one here who's played it, and I wouldn't want to spoil it anyway. But if you take the potential of a character that everyone universally is invested in and loves in Clementine, and you make a game about her finally, and then you just don't know... You, it's not even that the choices they made are, like, aggressively awful it's that they never committed to making choices at all and so it just kind of peters out into insignificance and i can't think of anything more upsetting to do to something like the walking dead Mm -hmm. uh and it's a huge bummer
0: i will play that and we'll probably talk about it at some point
1: that's fine i'm looking forward to that i assume Uh, that if we There's something. there's things I really like in there, mm-hmm. but the overall thing I was left with was just this. Not e- I was gonna say emptiness, but Walking Dead instills emptiness in a good way usually. <laughs>
0: your your mood coming out of that game just seemed to be, that's f- that's f- fucking what? <laughs>
1: Fine. Yep. Yeah. Now I'm playing Tales from the Borderlands, which inexplicably is actually one of the best <laughs> games Telltale's ever made. So, <laughs> go figure. I don't know. Up is down. Left is right. The best game I played this year is Monster Hunter Four Ultimate. Uh, everybody that knows was that. Great, yeah. Uh, I had tried to get into Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, um, and it kind of, I kind of just bounced off it. I never, like, I never completed the first hunt. I was like, I, I think I would like this, but it's too, it's too impervious to my efforts. And then something with four just totally clicked, and I dropped so much time into that game, and I adored it. And it's what gave me the impetus to go and play Bloodborne, and kind of the reason why is, like, I'm going to go play all the Castlevania. Like, apparently, I've remembered that I really like action games, and the more thoughtful the action game, the better. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's exciting. It's good to like games. I'm sad that I kind of never went back to it after my initial huge thrust, but... I'm a person with a lot to do, and I did kind of exhaust most of the single player content in that game, so I feel all right letting yeah. it go. Like I finished the story, and there was quests left, but I'm all right. I'm all right. I don't need to. I don't need. I'm. I don't need to be the person who rings 100 percent out of my games anymore. And I have to tell myself that because I always want to. I always want to.
0: Then the credits roll, and then usually you're free.
1: <laughs> usually I'm free. <laughs> mm-hmm. With Monster Hunter, I played another 10 hours, but usually I'm free. Mm-hmm so that's my uh time for 2016 uh i still haven't beaten all those east games so i need to do that
0: you're gonna finish them before the end of 2014 right
1: uh that was this year i was gonna do all the east games
0: what no that was that was not that was 2014
1: i'm pretty sure it was this year
0: i'm no, nope. I don't
2: remember. Did no, actually you're totally right.
1: That's totally twenty fourteen. It uh didn't happen. It didn't happen this year. I didn't play any of them this year. I only have two left. Uh the one that I'd been putting off because I didn't want to plug in my PS2 is now on Steam and I own it, so there's very little stopping me. Um I need to play Lightning Returns. That's I that I have to record, so it's a bigger issue. Um the RPG train never stops. No. Because I'm like, what are my goals? Oh, I wanna play all of the Witcher games because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Um, the actual thing I want to do is I want to spend some time with like old PC games, mm-hmm. um, and work on those because uh, I don't have really any frame of reference for really old PC games. And when we played uh, Planescape, it was amazing. That's so, true. And I've realized that I really like adventure games. I mean, I knew that, but I, I it keeps being confirmed to me over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so to do some of that. Figure out Paradox games. I mean, we're gonna. Me and Destiny will talk about that maybe later. We have plans to do something with a very famous Paradox game in 2016. I'll leave Destiny to talk about that. Uh, but that's kind of it. Just keep on keeping on. I kind of want to play all the Castlevania games after we're done with our morning self-abuse.
0: We're uh, never done with self-abuse. <laughs> Here on uh, I'm map.
1: But that's it. Uh, Destiny, what, is, what are your 2016 goals?
2: Well... One of them is to, um, you know, get to that list. I said that I wasn't going to the list that I didn't get to this year with uh, the likes of Yakuza 3 and Azura's Wrath and Hate Plus, (laughs) Arkham Asylum, Sleeping Dogs. I want to play Bioshock. I want to play Doom, Resident Evil 4. That's a lot for a year. We'll see what we get to. Uh but Matt and I have this plan to let's play Crusader Kings too that I'm really excited about. That's gonna be amazing. We're very excited. Yep. Yeah, no, you should it's do that. It's gonna be a beautiful disaster.
1: I I'm I am intrigued at what's going to happen. Excited will remains to be seen.
0: Please don't.
2: The future destroy of him. our relationship will be in the balance when we're in, my in my
1: hour team. sixteen of trying to get like our son ascended into the kingship of scotland we'll uh, maybe see where we're at
0: or <laughs> our bastard
1: yeah jackson 2016, 2016
0: what's up goals uh clear more of the backlog uh try to write less about games because i don't actually enjoy it and uh i want to do more stuff with the podcast i don't know what but we have some ideas the Metal Gear podcasts are one example of that, but I like, the producing the podcast is the form of like criticism I find the most rewarding, so I want to double down on that and do more uh, cool things with it, but I don't know what yet, but you'll see, in 2016.
1: All okay. right. None of that had anything to do with actual video games, Jackson.
0: Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm going to play them. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) What's in your backlog?
1: You're also stepping on me going to the podcast in 2016 was my next...
0: Oh, was that Uh, the next one?
1: That's why I'm especially cross with you.
0: Okay, well, uh, podcast 2016, uh, we're going to start writing down the segments ahead of time so no one steps on your bet.
1: No, we're not going to do that. (laughs) We keep it fast and loose here. It's
0: true. Um... I'm, uh, I want to get caught up with the Ratchet and Clank future games so I can watch the Ratchet and Clank movie. That is the that is the main goal for early okay. twenty sixteen.
1: That one's coming up, so you need yeah, to get on get that. On it. And I need uh, space
0: between them because imagine playing four Ratchet and Clank games back to back.
1: you can't even do two of those back to back. They're the exact same game. They always yeah. have been. They always yeah. will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fine, but not like that. Um, all right, uh, and. uh I guess I'll announce that uh, for twenty sixteen, I am going to do uh, art for every episode. That's the thing I want to do, That's uh, a cool thing. so I am excited for that. Uh, I am stealing it wholesale from Retronauts. If anyone asks, one hundred percent. Jeremy Parrish has been doing watercolors for their episodes since they relaunched, and they're great. And I am jealous of them. And I am going to be doing mine digitally because I am lazy, but and I don't have a scanner. But we're going to get uh, cool art on our episodes for sure. I am so excited. Me too. Well, I'm glad. I guess that's it? Unless Destiny has anything?
2: Oh, um, no, actually I don't. I just, I'm looking forward to wasting so much time in front of video games with you both. It's
1: not wasting time. This is important media criticism we do here.
0: Important media criticism.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward (laughs) to wasting
0: time with all the important media criticism we do.
1: I mean, I think it's worth... Holding on to it as not being a waste of time, like that's the actual thing that I think has made my relationship with games better. Uh,
0: oh, if I really thought it was a waste of time, I wouldn't do it. Okay, I'm I go the other way. I'm trying to like uh, let go of the need for it to be important to my time.
1: Yeah, but we're operating from different yep. problems. Yep. <laughs> so that's the end of this segment. We'll leave on that <laughs> nebulous note of uh, uncertainty which leads us directly into the future. Not game price. Club this month is Earthbound, uh, 1994 Japanese role-playing game by Nintendo, um, HAL Laboratory specifically. Uh, this is in Japan known as Mother Two is the sequel to Mother, which was an NES game uh, written by and directed by Shigesato Itoi, who is a Japanese essayist. Uh, I, I don't know, like public intellectual. Uh, kind of a weird get for a video game uh, At the time He was uh, just a fan of video games And wanted to make one And basically went to Nintendo and said Hey, you make the video games, let me make one And they agreed Which seems ludicrous given Nintendo in 2015
2: But uh, <laughs> Like if Gore Vidal went to him <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? I would probably play that
0: I would play that
1: The Jonathan in video game
0: They went <laughs> to the publisher of Devil's Third <laughs> let's make this video game. <laughs>
1: so, Earthbound uh, was a a it's been a cult hit for years. I actually don't know how like popular or cultish it was at the time it came out. I remember getting a copy because Tr- Chrono Trigger was sold out uh, when my mom went to buy my birthday present that year, and I got a copy of Earthbound instead. That is the only reason I ever owned that game. Uh, I do not have my copy, of course, because I was a child and sold everything I loved.
2: Um, <laughs> As children often do.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, but this game has since developed a uh, very passionate cult fan following. Kind of maybe one of the most passionate and long-lasting of video games in general. Uh, they've been around forever. Uh, like, fan gamer started as an earthbound fan site like they're part of the starman community uh so they're very established and this game kind of reached legend status as nintendo never really like talked about it much and a sequel came out in japan for the game of advance and never came out over here uh the game eventually came out on the wii virtual console in 2013 uh, surprising everybody because everybody thought That the reason they never talked about Earthbound Or were going to ever release it Because it was full of content that they could get sued over Which we'll talk about But uh, it's out, you can buy it You can play it uh, We, Me and Destiny played it on an emulator Because we're cool like that I played it on an emulator uh, Oh right, you switched, that's yeah. right Because um, you started on a U, right?
0: Yeah, but then I switched And it was way easier to save scum
1: Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, this is a, so a bit for me. I was always, as a child, I, when I got this game, I was too young to really appreciate or understand what it was. Uh, I remember being really entranced with the player's guide, uh, which is, we'll link to it. It's available freely. Nintendo just released it. And it's like this amazing, like, clay and photo collage travelogue of the world of Earthbound. Like, presented as, like, here's, like, some travel brochures for all the cities you go to, and it's stunning. Um, but in the game, I only... I actually got pretty far in when I was a child, because I had the guide right there, but uh, never beat it, and I've returned to it a couple times, but never got all the way to the end. Um, so this was the time to actually slay the beast, even though I kind of knew what the ending of Earthbound was. Uh, had known for years. But how did everybody else find their experience with Earthbound? Did it... I guess I feel like this game's super ubiquitous, but what did everybody know going in is kind of my first question.
2: I knew it was beloved. I knew that it was quirky. I had played about 20 minutes a long time ago at a friend's house. So I knew, like, the. But the, uh, weirdly, the one thing I remembered about the game was the calling your dad to save so that was the one thing I remembered and for some reason I uh, remember, like I kept that with me all these years for, and I, I thought that was like a major plot point in the game that was gonna come up later and I remember being uh, surprised after playing that that wasn't the case, uh, but yeah that was pretty much the only thing
0: I knew I um, knew, so I knew that Earthbound was a beloved cult classic game I knew that it, uh. Like, I knew about the final boss being this surprisingly dark and scary thing, because I heard references consistently to the final boss of Earthbound as this, like, super fucked up thing, which doesn't really make sense in the context of the Earthbound initial presenting as, like, the most innocent, just child childhood game ever. So I know it, like, c- combined this, uh, under the surface darkness and a presentation of specifically American. Like eighties kind of nostalgia because uh, it's basically like the, the start of that movie. is Just hey, we put a Spielberg movie on the SNES, uh, and it expands its influences as it uh, do the locations change. But that's definitely the starting influence in Earthbound. So I knew about that, but I didn't actually know that much about the details. surprisingly. like I didn't know the characters apart from Ness. I didn't know uh, like what happened or what the plot was. I only knew that it was that, and that Mother 3 was, like, a really dark, sad sequel that that I have n- I have no idea what to expect from that. So, yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, I guess a little bit of context before we actually go and talk about it. So, uh, Earthbound, turn-based, JRPG, kind of Dragon Quest style. Uh, you see enemies on the map. Um, it kind of has, like, a three-quarters perspective, but I w- it's not an isometric game. Um it's very, like, the presentation is actually really unique. Um, but uh, the story is you are Ness, you live in Onit, a small hamlet in Eagle Land, which is fake America, uh, clearly. And a uh, meteor crashes, and you investigate with your neighbor, Pokey, who is a total jerk. And the meteor and the curiosity surrounding it leads you on a quest when you stumble across a bee from the future named Buzz <laughs> Buzz, who comes out of the meteor and tells you that you are destined to stop a great evil named Gigas that is going to destroy the Earth if you don't do something about it. And so you do. And you set off on a quest with your friends Paula, Jeff, and Pooh to go around the fake everything. Uh, America, Europe, whatever. Uh, around the world. Around the world. And uh, you know, stop Gagas. So that's kind of what you do. Uh I Like, the thing the game was known for at the time was, like, con- putting classical JRPG tropes in a modern context, which really wasn't done at all. Uh, it's still not really a common thing at all. Like, is maybe the closest thing to something like this.
0: Uh, I was going to say, like, the Persona series?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I think, so, for me, it's like, Persona is so clearly about... Like an anime aesthetic, uh, that I don't think it's for me, it's like Earthbound and Yakuza both are t- like trying to hold on to this idea of like someone's lived experience.
0: Oh sure, but I mean, like when people talked about Persona Three when it came out, I remember everyone saying it's like Earthbound, it's JRPG. Oh, that's interesting. That I've never
1: heard that comparison before. It kind of took me aback. But no, I guess you're right. I would never it, think of it in those terms. It
0: was Three specifically because that was when everyone was losing their minds over. It's a JRPG, but it's with actual places in the world. Hmm. Yeah, oh, that cool. makes sense to me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a uh, that's the comparison point I'd go to. Are are like those kinds of RPGs more common now? Um, I don't know.
1: I mean, uh, Earthbound-styled games are definitely a small subgenre yes. of indie RPG. Definitely. But, um, Not
0: just indie RPG, though.
1: I no. Think. I think mostly indie RPG, though.
0: Oh, sure, but specifically the South Park game is a clear riff on Earthbound.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like Earthbound and Paper Mario, right? Yep. They just yeah.
0: put those together, and then, unfortunately, put South Park on top of it. Yeah, oh, well... I have to clear that game, don't I? <laughs> no. No.
1: <laughs> oh good <laughs> not, like i Thank would you. i love everything about that game except that it's south park i will never play it because it's south park
2: mm-hmm. yeah uh, i don't want to play it but the uh, the comparison was intriguing enough you almost got me
0: uh, like i and i'd seen going into play earthbound uh now was interesting because i'd seen so many comparisons uh, specifically to undertale I'm playing Earthbound in the middle of The Undertales, like Geist and Jamie's yelling at me, going, Why haven't you played Undertale yet? I'm "I'm playing Earthbound, mate. Piss off. Uh,
1: I actually think that the two games have almost nothing in common outside of kind of an art style. And it's, like, really distant. And maybe, like, a weird sense of, like, general kindness to them. But... Like, mechanically and sensibility-wise, I don't think they have a whole lot in common. I think the comparison actually ends up hurting uh, Undertale a lot when you Mm -hmm. confront someone who actually has played Earthbound and likes Earthbound a lot. uh, Because Undertale Mm -hmm. doesn't really present as Earthbound much, and the moments it does are, like, nice, but it's that that game's got more going on than that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I expect to. Uh, I'm going to play that soon. Me too. But yeah. That was interesting, as uh, Earthbound was back in the conversation in a weird way, even yeah. though it, it like, so not that there's it, necessarily like, substance to that.
1: Every time there's like a quirky game, I feel like Earthbound gets dragged out as like the everyone's original quirky game that they played because now, it was tr- so unique at its time.
3: Hmm,
2: what's the first quirky game you ever remember playing?
1: I mean, like, it's, for me, it is probably Earthbound. Like, Earthbound are, like, Uniracers, which is a ridiculous game.
0: Uh, Wait, what do you mean by quirky? Though? Like, just like,
1: you just get, like, a game with, like, kind of, like, a weird offbeat sensibility that's, like, full of jokes and, like, kind of self-referential and kind of, like, weird and, like, like Earthbound exists before the idea of, like, memes, but Earthbound would totally be discounted as a meme game if it came out today. Oh, 100%. for sure. percent
2: felt that way when I first played a mystical ninja game i don't know, like I remember kid me being like blown away by how like silly it was and how it didn't really yeah. feel like it needed to justify its silliness and And just being like, wow, are there other things like this that exist? Yeah, and
1: I know that Goemon's like that, but Goemon never had much traction in America. Like, it's a long-running Japanese series, but, like, only a couple of them made it over here and they weren't particularly popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, Earthbound, at the very least, had, like, a a big cultural awareness, even if it didn't actually sell particularly well when it came out. Uh, Probably in no small part due to Smash Brothers, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I was
2: about to say, that's the only reason I had known who Ness was. And I remember thinking initially, I thought he was a Pokemon character the first time I (laughs) came across him in Smash Brothers. Isn't that funny? Well,
1: Well, he has got real short.
2: (laughs) I just assumed. Because I was like, there's no way there's a Nintendo thing. I don't know about it, you know? Mm -hmm. But of course. Mm
0: -hmm. Who knew?
2: I was young. (laughs)
1: So, stripped of all that context and presented with EarthBound as it is, good and bad, how does everybody feel about EarthBound?
2: I love it. I, uh, one, it's hard not to be won over by a game that's just from a kid's point of view. Uh, but, uh, like, it reminded me a lot of a game we also played together, Attack of the Friday Monsters, which I'm pretty sure those got heavily compared when they came out. Um, I'm assuming, I don't know if.
1: I think the actual people, like the six people who cared to play Attack of the Friday Monsters, like, knew of its context as, like, part of Millennial Kitchen's, like, uh, series of vacation games that never come out before. So, I think you saw that more than Earthbound. But yeah, should know for sure.
2: Yeah, no, I just feel like as far as, like, it's from this kid's point of view and everything that everyone does in it just kind of fits in with that. And it's, like, heavily based on the creator's nostalgia, and so they just reminded me so much of one another. Mm -hmm. But then you've got, like, this really, really hilarious sort of kid logic things in it, like, Dad is just a phone! At the end credits of the game, uh, when Ness's parents and sister come out, Mom is represented by the Mom Sprite, Tracy, his sister, is represented by the Tracy Sprite, and Dad is represented by the phone. Um... (laughs) You never see a man Uh, when you get coffee in your inventory and you read the inventory description. It says, "Uh, I guess this tastes good to adults. (laughs) Um, So like that sticks out on its own. But then you also have a game where you're fighting uh, traffic signs and taxi cabs just as much as you're fighting monsters. And so to me, that's really kind of. I've never played anything like that before and it it always felt sweet and funny and it didn't feel like you know some games will be quirky and it's like oh you're trying too hard i like you but you're trying so hard um i'm trying to think of a game i don't want to insult anybody so i guess i won't name any names but there are there's a lot of games like that especially like nowadays there's just mm-hmm. so many games that are trying to be funny and weird for the sake of it and I don't know this game you can just feel like there's a real earnestness behind it and I don't know if it's because it's an older game or what maybe I'm giving it too much credit because it's older and it also has you know the um instance of being a game that's you know from a culture different from mine so it automatically feels special Does that make sense?
1: Uh, For me, it's not just that it's like from a culture different than yours, but it's a cult, like, it's a different culture trying to capture nostalgia for your culture.
2: Right. And it's like everything seems to be coming from TV, and yet it still feels really Japanese.
1: But it also doesn't feel wrong, even though everything's like factually inaccurate.
2: Well, like the idea of like this kid walking around with his baseball glove and his baseball cap and bat like that's you know that's growing up like you you had the group but of like, kids you played with outside
1: for me like it doesn't actually resemble anything like my growing up oh, but no, it's mine. so much a part yeah. of our shared cultural experience that like the things in it still resonate even though they have nothing to do with our own experiences and i think that's like really interesting
2: no it's definitely true it, it feels like I don't know. It just it does. It just doesn't feel like anything I've ever really played. Um, not. I'm not really talking about the plot. I'm just talking about the little things that it sort of mm-hmm. unveils as you go along, like the giant eraser in the middle of the which I just read wasn't even the the eraser statues and pencil statues. Those were
1: yeah, they were in, uh, octopuses because it's like octopi, a pun yeah. in Japanese oh you shock me yeah
2: yeah, and then like yeah the it's... coffee shop is really booze, so they had to change that
1: but yeah it's it's weird how some of like a lot of the like small character touches actually came out of the uh, translation localization I'll link uh, a bit about that like there's a site uh, that just has every change they've made but they also have like a rough overview and like it's significant um And a lot of it is, like, for Nintendo... Back in the day, Nintendo was very staunch about content stuff in their games. So, no booze, no explicit references to death. uh, Or religion. Yeah, or religion. And by generalizing a lot of that stuff, oftentimes... Or abstracting it, oftentimes I feel like it made it way more evocative.
0: I think it's specifically because the game... Especially in terms of death and religion. The game is very much about those two things in a real way. That by softening out the like textual references uh it, without removing the broad themes that the ending specifically is pointing at uh makes that more powerful because the game is about the it ends with you fighting just pure evilness as a concept by having everyone in the world pray and that is what ultimately saves the day Mm. It's everybody
2: rooting for you. And then bringing in the player.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, It it specifically uses prey. And I feel like that's deliberate. Like it is a... uh...
1: Yeah, but like prey in kind of like a... Like it's not in a Judeo-Christian context. They
2: kept that in because they felt like it was nice and vague enough to where it wouldn't offend anyone. Like that's what I read.
1: Okay. And in a world in which like playing it now in like a post everyone jokes about Goku with a spirit bomb. Like the idea of all the world sharing their positive energy to create the ultimate attack against ultimate evil is not like a trope, but it's like an understood convention.
0: Yes, yeah, the yeah, end of every didn't... season of Digimon. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, but I, I don't know. I felt like there was a specificity in Earthbound's design that, uh, like it felt like it was arguing towards a more specific philosophy than I know that this didn't have uh, this didn't have the same effect as you
1: on you. But, so how about um, okay? So why don't you broaden it out past before the ending and talk about what you what you you mean explicitly?
0: Earthbound to me is a game about uh, a sense of like peace in like internally and being okay with just what happens. Uh, the whole game is about building these friendships and these people coming together to defeat evil. And then when you defeat evil, evil is presented as this really. Like sad thing, uh, who is just piti- this like pitiable, powerful thing, and all its power isn't actually like gonna affect you. And it's like presented as incredibly tragic, and then you go home and you lose all your friends and all these connections that you've made. So it presents every single connection you make throughout the game as inherently temporary and something that will never last. And everything is just gonna like you're saving the world, but your friends are all gonna leave you. Everyone's gonna grow grow up. Everything's gonna end, and the game is consistently about how that's okay and it's nothing to be afraid of and it's nothing it's not a bad thing and it argues for this very momentary in the moment piece with like it's okay i'm not gonna be angry about the world and i found that incredibly resonant as someone who struggles with that stuff
2: can i say Uh, how i read it
0: yeah oh
2: like for me it was more about like the point of the game was coming together with not only like your friends who you find through this like I don't know if it was predestined but like yeah I guess it was because he was a baby uh and he had these powers but anyway like you know these people are drawn together they don't even know each other they're from different parts of the world they're brought together for this mission and then you know the player themselves is brought in to like you know put the final death throw on this uh you know the final blow on this evil but the evil is presented as this confused, uh, almost extension of Ness, in my opinion. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. a, it, it's part of Ness. Like, it's an eye. Ness's reflection was in it, if I remember correctly. So mm-hmm. it's, like, constantly referenced that, like, the good of you and the bad of you is in yeah. this world. And then, like, at the end, when everybody leaves. it's it's less sad and it's more like and I'm not arguing against what you're saying. I'm just giving like what I how I read it um, it felt more like you know like we we came together, we did what we were destined to do together. We made these like really deep connections and we'll probably you know if we if we aren't gonna see each other again, we're definitely going to keep in touch. we're gonna write letters. We Have a telephone, like it didn't come across as like he lost everyone. It more felt like, all right, we finished what we have to do, but now we have to go on with our lives. But we're not gonna, um, hmm, it, it just didn't make a big deal out of because the goodbyes are pretty unsentimental aside from the one with Paula, and it's just because she just happens to be a girl. And there's sort of a joke about, I think Jeff says it like, if you ever get married. I want to fix your appliances. (laughs) And I don't know. I think it it was less about the friends leaving, but more of a sense of like, no, we're probably not done with each other. We're just done for now because we don't live in the same part of the world. And we've seen the world together. So what else can we do?
0: Well, that's how I saw it as well. Like it's uh, a completion of like people's purposes for each other. Mm. It presents the uh, relationships you have as uh things that exist for other reasons uh or at least with these the four specifically but more generally it is about at least to me how it's okay to move on from a thing when the thing is completed it is okay to keep going because the memories are there and you don't need to hold on to something that is meaningless because pokey is presented as like uh consistently just upset and like he wants to be better than you and he's and... using
2: people left and right
0: yeah and so here's the antithesis uh, antithesis of this idea in that he's just like trying to bring everyone else into this stupid idea that he can't let go of uh and is just an asshole all the time whereas you are able to your friends save the world and then walk home and watch the best end credits of all time roll and it's great. You're I love the so
2: photo book. You're showing your mom what you've seen. So good. It's Whereas so good. Pokey's still, uh, assumingly, he's still out there trying to like top himself.
1: So, how much do you want me to dispel your readings by knowing about Mother and a little bit about Mother 3? Sure. Uh, not?
0: Mother 1, yes. Mother 3, no.
1: So, I will try to talk around Mother 3 as much as possible.
0: Please do, because I'm very excited to play that. I'm excited
2: to play it too, but I'm really curious on these.
1: Okay, so it's more about the nature of Gigas himself. So (laughs) the plot of Mother, like Mother mechanically is like a much harder, much more punishing version of Earthbound for the regular Nintendo, so it's not as ridiculous, doesn't quite have the character, but the plot is that you have a character named Ninten who just looks like Ness, and... His grandparents found an alien that, like, landed on Earth and raised it as, like, one of their children. But then that alien, like, when it was reclaimed, they were abducted. And they had Psy powers. And this alien son that they raised was ordered to, like, or part of his goal was to get Psy powers from them. uh, And that was Gygus's like, raised partially as a human by humans that wanted psi powers, and that was Ninten's grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was going after Ninten as, like, the manifestation of the psi powers that he thought he should have, Uh, and apparently got them because he has those, like, he attacks with psi powers in Earthbound. But the implication in, like, the threads between the two games that in doing so... Like the psi powers basically tore apart his mind and he just became this like formless evil because he has like an alien body in uh mother and like is just like this shapeless like red swirl in mother 2. Um, and I think that's interesting in that it ties into this idea. Like when you're introduced to Pooh, he has a bunch of psi powers that you see him go through this like the moo training is what they call it. Like, he goes through, like, this zen realization of, like, you have to abandon the self to, like, find peace. And they talk about Paula's like, being a really special child and having, like, she grew up, like, especially kind and everyone loved her. And, like, there's a uniqueness to her. But, like, Ness has to go through this period where he, like, actually confronts his own inner self to, like, erase eradicate himself from evil. And I feel like the two games in tandem talk about, like, this inner strength coming from this ability to, like go through this self-purification mm-hmm. and this self-understanding that Giygas never could and it like tore him apart in the same way that it's that stuff that keeps your characters together and whole.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and that's why like they are special and important and Giygas is, by the time you meet him in Earth Earthbound, like Pokey calls him like a, an addled idiot. Like a, the ultimate evil is just this m- like mindless sense of hate and destruction.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I won't talk about Mother 3 at all.
0: woo Because uh, I've, I've... The way he will talk about Mother 3, I don't even know what that could be.
1: I don't know everything about Mother 3, but I know a lot about Mother 3. All
0: okay. I know about it is
2: the reputation of it being dark.
1: Um, but, so... Uh, That stuff aside, the actual thing, going back to it, that I really liked about Earthbound this time is, as an adult who, like, I've experienced all of the Beatles, and I've watched the Blues Brothers, and I get, like, a lot of the references that they're making, and I know all of the places they're going to. Like, it's like, watching these kids traipse through the cultural artifacts and the sense of place that Earthbound creates is, like, the joy for me. Mm-hmm. like this sense of americana as you go from various towns ending up in fourside which i think is like one of the greatest rpg towns in video games i think it's amazing uh like it looks cool it's really evocative like it makes you feel really small even though it's like an incredibly limited thing given the like air of the game um and then suddenly you're off to like europe going to like great britain uh, or the French Riviera, or like down into the Middle East, and the the truth that like the the vermis, what's the word that I want? Uh, verisimilitude that they get by not going for something like actually realistic, but trying to get it like the truth of a thing, uh, through their abstraction. I think is like really profound, and is like why people are so attracted to that world. Mm-hmm. Because like the story is cool, but like. Your characters aren't actually characters in, like, any real way. Like, there's not a lot of... The things that we t- think about is, like, why people play, like, narrative RPGs don't really exist in Earthbound. It's so much about the world and the environment and the yeah. the tone that it maintains the entire time that carries it along.
0: Ca- yeah, characters don't have arcs or journeys. You just experience the world and things happen.
1: I mean, the only character that really has a journey is, like, Pokey, and it's a bad one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's not so much a journey in, like, a... Like, it's just a descent, making the same bad choice every single time. Yeah. There's
2: a bit of an implied thing with Jeff and his father. mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe, if that was translation or what, but I got the impression that maybe they were estranged, and then they came together through this mission, like, their shared work on it. I don't know. Well, yeah,
1: because to me, it was always struck as, like, Dr. Endonuts has no time for having a child. And so he just sent him off to boarding school. Yep. Uh, and Jeff is, like, as good as his father, but doesn't, like, clearly didn't see himself as such. I don't know. Like, I've always gotten the sense that Jeff was always, like, felt in- insignificant until he met your party and was, like, super useful. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: that's yep. the vibe.
1: It's just Jeff and uh, his boyfriend, Tony. Tony! Yep. Who... At the end of the game, is still pretty not useful. Writes <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> right? that letter, he's like, I- I'm-, I'm here waiting for you. Please come back.
2: <laughs> he's a child. They're not very good at expressing those things.
1: No, it's very sweet. I liked it a lot. But yeah, that- that's the stuff that like defines Earthbound for me.
0: Uh, before it became a game where you could teleport, one of the things that Earthbound did really well uh, was the sense of scale and space. Mm-hmm. It really, in a like, very profound way, kept the feel of going on a journey, especially as a kid when you don't know the world outside of what you can see.
1: Yeah, and uh, the actual, the game is actually really good for the first half, is you you basically don't go anywhere but towns. Like, there's dungeon areas, but they're all adjacent to towns. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, like, well, yeah. sorry, I'll let you go, but Ooh. I like the way that it creates... A sense of the world where it's like, these are places that I've heard of or that I can visit. But outside of that, there's like no awareness of the grander focus of the world. And I think that that actually carries through to when you do get teleport and your sense of progression is obliterated. I think it still holds up that sense of place by the juxtaposition of those two things, because suddenly you are crossing oceans, like the difference between the Skyrunner going to summers and you teleporting to summers is profound.
0: Yeah. No, because weird. there's a coherence in, you know, uh, the, the way the locations link together. But specifically before you can go anywhere, uh, the distances feel like when you have made it all the way to fourside, you're like I have been a long way from home. I am a long way from home now. To get home, I would have to go on a massive journey back. Uh, yeah. And the the distance you feel like Yeah, the like... fact that you have to oh, oh, definitely go
2: I just want to say, like, yeah, like, one of the things that really helps is when you're pre-teleportation, you're taking buses everywhere. Yeah,
0: I was just about to say, yeah. So, yeah,
2: like, and you're literally sitting on the bus the length of time it takes you to get to those places. And you have to pay every time. So it really feels like a real trip. So when you get out to, like uh winters really feels really really far away and Delum feels like another dimension it it really it it the 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 sense of like place is huge because I didn't even know that the game took place in places other than the initial towns because Ness, you know own it is they're numbered one two three four own it, Tucson. What's the third town? Threed. Threed, and then Forside. So I assumed those were the only settings of the game, <laughs> not realizing that it was just going to be the whole world. So, like, I don't know, I felt like I was along with the kids in having, like, my sense of place expanded in this really organic way.
1: Jackson, you had something you were going to say?
0: Oh, uh, Destiny said about that it was about the connectedness of the okay. spaces.
1: Yeah, Sorry. and then like once they get rid of that, I the like the other places you go all are expressly designed to feel foreign to you, mm-hmm. uh, even though they have the trappings of places that you know. Like when you go to Scaraba, you can't read any of the signs on the buildings, but you go in, you see a phone, you are like, oh, okay, this must be the inn because yep. there is always a phone at the inn. Uh, and I think that like, that's really interesting, even to the point where like late game, they reintroduce a sense of scale when you go into the, uh, underworld, Underworld? Underworld underground. I don't actually know what they call that space.
0: I think it's called underworld.
1: Okay, but like and,
0: literally the underworld.
1: I yeah, and that. it's like just the lost world where there are dinosaurs roaming, and Ness is represented by like a pixel of a sprite, <laughs> and the dinosaurs are normal size, so they just feel like they're like a hundred foot tall compared to Ness, crawling across this like huge landscape.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's this yeah it's a really powerful moment in terms of oh shit, all these things are bigger than me. Uh, And yeah, I just, yeah, I I really like the game, and I like this journey through a bunch of different uh, cultures that all were basically the same. It was weird, like, you, the thing you mentioned when we first started the game is that, at least initially, it keeps, it sticks incredibly specifically to this very uh, 80s Americana Except for the fact that your dad is just Japanese salaryman. Yep. <laughs> uh, and that that one detail basically defines all of Earthbound.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, so close to being there that the moments that they're off, like, are really obvious, but add to the charm. It's, like, mm-hmm. the same thing that people, like, that's why people like Deadly Premonition. Yeah. Like, it's a bad game, but it so gets a specific Americana tone right Except for the parts where it doesn't and falls down in spectacular ways. Where it's like you're referencing a culture you actually don't know anything about.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's, that's what I got to say about Earthbound, I guess.
1: Alright. Um how about the part where it's an actual video game? How do you feel about that?
2: Oh, right. Yeah. It's Fine. really hard, but in a satisfying way.
1: So uh I remember this game being really hard, and I'm glad that you guys' experience hold that up because I actually felt like I kind of blew through it this time and I don't really know what happened. Uh, I kind of just played this game all in a rush Thanksgiving weekend and just, like, two days and I was out. Uh, I don't even know how that happened, to be perfectly honest with you. But, um, uh, yeah, like, as a Dragon Quest-style game, uh, it does, like, that kind of game is just, like, a really established trope. But I think this game in particular... It's kind of a dick sometimes about, like, how aggressive status effects can be if you get the Mm -hmm. wrong ones. Or the way it uses its, like, rolling hit point counter to just give you enemies that will literally kill you if you don't attack, like, defeat them last because they'll explode and do mortal damage to your party. Uh,
0: I can't imagine playing this game without save states.
1: Yep. I know. I I I know I did almost all the way through back in the day cuz I got to the deep darkness and the swamp intimidated me as a kid to the point where I I don't think I'd figured out how to use like the eagle eye to see and so it was dark and I was lost and slow and then I gave up. <laughs> so I was very close to the end. Oh, you were. Um, but yeah, it
0: was I, I didn't think the game as a game that is played. Was that interesting? Maybe that's... uh, I'll have to play Dragon Quest to see how I uh, approach these more specific, like, just you have to get to the level where you can do the thing games, Mm -hmm. because it's a different approach to Final Fantasy, which is slightly more nuanced in. uh, I think
1: the problem with Earthbound is that there's, like, really clear right answers to how to beat enemies, Mm -hmm. and once you figure it out, it's not, like, interesting to do it again. You know what I There's not a lot of flexibility in character build. What did you find?
2: There's this hilarious forum that's just like, stuff I just figured out about Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> and there are people who didn't know you had to use the fly honey to kill so and so. And people that, like, that's how I found out. I just Googled. I was trying to look up how to make teleportation easier because I was having a really hard time with it when I first got it. <laughs> and, I also
0: didn't realize that Pooh had teleportation B.
2: Yeah, I didn't know you could move while you were teleporting, and that <laughs> was one of the things that were on this that that was on this list. And it, it's full of things like people not knowing certain characters had certain connections, and uh, but yeah, that 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 what you saying that specifically reminded me of the fly honey thing because yeah, and if you don't. Like, I could see myself as a kid just selling the Franklin badge after that one.
1: I don't think it'll they let you. Let,
0: they won't
3: it won't
2: let. let you? Okay. I was about to say, because I could see myself, but or at least
1: putting you could it totally away. store it away. Yeah. Yeah. I, th-
2: I stored the neutralizer, and then multiple times in the guide, they were like, make sure you have it.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't use the neutralizer at all in my playthrough. Me neither, so.
2: but like, neither. my guide suggested it multiple times, and I think it would have made a few boss fights way easier if I'd had gotta, it.
0: You just got to hit most people from the back and then use bottle rockets. Like, the game. As combat is really simple, but it's simple and uninteresting a lot of the time, but it's also really hard. So well, they I warn think you that easy. things
2: are getting hard, but you think, oh, I'm a high enough level, I should be fine. And then you move on to the next place and you're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, specifically, you'd think it would, like,
0: uh, I think it would be okay if it was this, uh, like, kind of puzzle, do the right thing to beat the enemy, but was uh, really breezy. It's not or, as
2: obvious. Like, they don't make it obvious, I guess. Yeah. And that's or if bad it was
0: more. Uh, like, in, in slightly more detailed in its battle to battle bits, and then the difficulty would have been okay. But uh, it it just felt like it was this mix of hard but uh overly simplified, and, and I don't know. I I didn't actually find that part fun to play. The non combat bits were all great to play. I loved exploring the world. I think it has like I said a great sense of scale throughout. Uh, I'm really interested in how Mother 3 is in terms of combat because that's a game from 2005. So, yeah, like, I don't know. All three mother games are from different eras of RPGs. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Two things about the combat before we uh, wrap that up. One, the greatest abstract backgrounds of any video game outside of Space Giraffe. Number three. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, second, the best enemy names and clearly the inspiration for Persona 3 and 4. Yes. (laughs) Enemy names worthless protoplasm i'm pretty sure that i got a bunch of those to get A some new shoes at some point
2: <laughs> i never thought of that yeah that's really funny i never noticed that
1: yeah <laughs> i don't know if they're like that in the japanese version uh but they're only a persona three and four invention because prior persona games just had monsters as enemies so you'd be fighting like demons normally
2: okay mm-hmm.
1: uh so yeah i don't know interesting uh, is that it? I think we might be done. I think we're it. Any minutes. final thoughts on Earthbound before we uh wrap it up? Nope. No, we're done.
2: Everyone should play it.
1: Yeah,
0: play Earthbound. It's
2: so fun. We say it's hard, but you even if you don't finish it, like it's such a like a you you got to explore that thing. There's so many neat little things about it that it's totally worth your time.
1: Yeah, I uh, fully agree. I'm glad that I finally finished it. I'm glad that we played it. I'm almost completely tapped out of nostalgia games that aren't Final Fantasy to subject everyone to. Well don't great. worry, because we got nine Final Fantasies to go. <laughs> that's true, we do. I'm not nostalgic for all of them. I'm not gonna make you play all of them. I feel so. like
2: all my nostalgia games are not very like they wouldn't be fun to play as adults. Like I'm trying to think of a game I loved as a child. Alright everybody, we're gonna play the cool spot game. The seven up cool spot game. That I've, I've never
1: actually played that game. I've time. heard people talk about it nostalgically, so <laughs> I maybe, it's all, maybe it's fine. Sometimes those games are weirdly fine. Like you never know.
2: <laughs> I also had the Chester Cheeto game. For saying. I bet
1: that one's not. I've never heard anyone talk about that game, so it's probably not fine. It
2: has Omaha in it. That okay. was the thing I remember.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: To the bendy, 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 to the bendy.
1: So we're here at the end of the year the last episode of 2015 maybe the last episode ever of 2016 doesn't go off the way we hope it does what
2: are you talking about like what, what if
1: we're all dead oh that's it's what i callback. thought you meant it's a coolback. Yeah. this episode's gonna go up on uh thursday so what if tomorrow we're all dead
0: be- that'd suck. It could happen, the but, sun, but we nothing. won't have any feelings. About I'm it not going to do it.
1: I'm not going to destroy the sun in the middle of winter. It's so cold. It's so cold.
0: Oh, we need it now.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we love the sun. I see. Now it we is. love the sun.
1: I see. Yeah. <laughs> but the part where it threatens to expand and engulf us, we have to get rid of it. oh no, you'll be long dead before that happens. You'll be long dead before that. Those aren't mutually exclusive, Matthew. <laughs> Happy New Year, Jackson. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Destiny.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year, listener. That was
0: when they just said it.
1: I'm glad. I hope they do. If you did, you can write in and tell us that you said it to (laughs) podcast at normalmapping.com. You can also send us questions, which nobody did. To be fair, we asked for submissions a week and a half ago, but you never did send them. Uh, So I resent that.
2: Tell us how your okay. video game Christmas went. Like, did you get anything cool? I want to know about that.
1: Yeah. If you got gifts, I only got... Uh, I got a single gift for Christmas. I'm the saddest child. Uh, no, I got two. I got two gifts for Christmas. I had a really poor Christmas. You were too busy I
2: puking got... to get presents, you poor thing.
1: I, I got... People could have mailed them. I would have appreciated them in the mail.
0: I got a wrong region copy of Infamous Second Son.
1: <laughs> How did this happen?
0: It happens on Amazon sometimes. Apparently and that's
2: a British Amazon thing.
0: It's uh, it sellers on Amazon. I've never had oh, it from Amazon actually. sorry. Uh, and I die hard box set of Blu-rays. I didn't uh, get any media great.
2: for for Christmas. I, I got I got all... some
1: books. You got some mixed media.
2: Yes, I got some cool paint that I'm like super excited to get cracking.
1: It's actually not mixed media, it's just acrylic paint. <laughs> that is the definition of not mixed media.
2: I could mix it up on my own.
1: Um So that's it. Uh next month we are playing Jackson.
0: We are playing Expand. A is game. Well, it's not just on Steam, I think. It might just be I don't know. Uh but it's a a game, a puzzle game where you are a square yeah, going around a big circle and like doing stuff i don't know it seems I've, interesting
1: i've played i think half of it I have no idea how we're gonna talk about it for an entire podcast but i'm excited to try do we need a uh,
0: supplemental game in there
1: no we'll, we'll be fine okay uh you can get it if you're listening to this when it came out in the you... steam sale for cheap uh for the next like three days so get on it uh if you want to play along yeah um outside of that where can everybody reach you Destiny.
2: At Fridge Buzz now on
0: Twitter, BadlandGirls Jackson, Headfalls Off on Twitter, headfalls dot com, and uh, also on GoofZone and Trash Ratio.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at mbeing. Uh, there's an underscore in there, E-M underscore being. And uh, check out the abnormal mapping YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in abnormal mapping, like, subscribe, comment. I guess we don't. We might have comments. I never look at them, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I'll still be playing Castlevania, because I'll never stop playing Castlevania. I'll still be playing Fallout, because Fallout never ends. Check
0: out our YouTube channel.
1: War never changes, and Fallout never ends. Might.
0: fable soon? Maybe? We'll see. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Look out for
1: Crusader Kings 2. That will be... We still have to finish Metal Gear, so it'll be oh, a while. that's
2: right. I meant to talk about all our Metal Gear adventures, but I really have nothing to say other than, huh, uh, we'll sure our games. If it works out, I
0: have an idea. But goodbye.
1: We're done. Everybody go home. Enjoy your New Year's uh, drink if you're into it. <laughs> Drive safe if you do. And uh, come back in January for more of this bullshit. Bum, bum,
0: bum, bum, bum. They go through all together bye